This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. At the door, your dog is a terror. Barking, jumping, darting out the door, nipping, and even grabbing clothes. And that is just when you come in. It's 10 times worse when your friend enters because they love it and they encourage all those bad behaviors you're trying to get your dog to stop. Could you just please train your friend to stop it? Or just become a hermit and never invite anyone over to the house again. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies why you're beating your head against the wall. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviors to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. Welcome, welcome, come on in, and I will get my dog off your leg. But you have to get inside before she runs out into the street. That's right. Here is one behavior that many people think that there's just one quick fix. There's just one answer, and you're done. Actually, there are many behaviors like this. Crate training, walking on a leash, greeting other dogs, and many, many more. Crate training is one example. In a crate, a dog may bark, whine, pee, or poop. They may get destructive, escape, hurt themselves, and so many other things. When greeting people at the door, they may bark, jump up, bite, whether playing or aggressively. They might run out of the door, play the chase game, scratch at the door frame, or even hurt themselves in their excitement. This is the thing we are going to talk about today. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. Multiple behaviors for just one scene in your house. One scenario. 
one thing that you think you can fix. Today, a friend was doing some work with me at the house, and he put some a fabric steamer onto the ground. It was really hot, so there was potential it could burn or maybe even hurt beans if she went over there. But the more that he tried to get her to stay away, the more she wanted to get to the steamer. I think this is part of the frustration for most of you dog lovers out there. This is the thing you're going through. The more you want to stop it, the more the dog seems to want to do it. Many of these behaviors are not just about how your dog is acting or treating with other people or other dogs, for that matter. There could be the potential that your dog could get hurt as well. I know I get most frustrated when that's the worry. I mean, for those of you that have kids, it's like that time when they got out of their sight and would not answer you when you called them. Fear turns into frustration, turns into anger. I think we can go through some of the behaviors for the door greeting scenario today. And in the future shows, we can break down some of those other scenarios that I mentioned in the opening. When I bring up this scene to an owner, I always ask them how they want their dog to behave when someone comes into their house, whether expected or unexpected. What choices do you want your dog to make when greeting a person, a dog, or a group of people that you know and are your friends? How do you want your dog to greet them when they enter your home? In past shows, we talked about making the distinctions about understanding what you want versus what you don't want and being able to verbalize that thing. This is very important to know so that you can see that your dog is making the choice to do that thing that you want and give positive, pleasing, loving attention in the moment of the choice your dog makes. But for the sake of this show, we're going to bunch all of these behaviors together, then talk about them individually. If you want to know how to speak each behavior in the affirmative, that's how we say it in the book, Family Dog Fusion, speak it in the affirmative, you'll need to go back to the show in which we discuss each individual behavior. And I have shows in the past that I do discuss all of these individual behaviors. But here are some of the normal answers that I get when I ask the question of how do you want your dog to greet people that were invited to come into your home? And here's the answers. Don't jump up. Don't bark. Don't grab the person's clothing. Don't run outside when the door is wide open. Don't get under their feet and trip them. Don't hump them. And don't go hump the couch cushions when you just get so excited to see them. Don't growl. Don't bite. Don't bite them whether it's playful or definitely don't bite them aggressively. Don't be protective. Don't put your nose in their crotch or in their butt for that matter. Don't pee on them whether you're just peeing out of excitement or fear. Or maybe you just really have to go. Still don't pee on my friends. Don't crowd them at the door. Don't be afraid and run away. Don't lunge at them. And many, many more don'ts. I hope I didn't miss any, but I'm sure I did. Now, like I said, if you want to know how to speak all of those don'ts, In the affirmative, in other words, really say what you want so that you may see the behavior when it happens, 
There are shows throughout the past years of recording that go into just that for each individual item that I said. The intention today is make you aware that greeting at the door, just like many of those other behavior scenarios you think you may need to fix, involves so much more than just greeting at the door. The first five or six don'ts are the most common things that someone says when I ask that question. I have heard every other complaint by someone, and I have had some people that only have maybe one or two issues, like jumping up, and that's it. That means that this is a problem, greeting at the door, because it could range from in one behavior to up to 20 behaviors that I listed. Everybody is different, and every dog is different. So then, what do you do? The easy solution is to pick the worst problem and work on that. Well, I mean, really, the easiest solution is not to allow your dog to greet people at the door at all. But then, what would be the point of this show, right? You really are just avoiding the problem if you're not fixing the problem. Here's the thing, and one rule to understand what to do. If it frustrates you, fix it. That is the trigger, the thing you have to be aware of when dealing with your dog's behavior. This sounds so logical and easy, it's almost stupid that I have to say it, and yet, most of you have been living with your problems for so long that you don't even know their problems anymore. Fix it. Yes, you have to fix one thing at a time. You cannot tackle all 20 problems at once. So take the time. Figure out which issue bothers you the most and then start on that one. Jumping, barking, running out the door, whatever it is, take the time to work on that one behavior. And whether you have to hire someone to show you what to do or research five YouTube videos, do it. I say five videos because you need to look at many differing styles so you can see what works best for you before you start training with your dog. And just because you get good results working on the one thing for a few days, don't quit. You got to keep doing it. Too many times and too many people stop working on a problem way too soon and then the issues just come back in a few days. Work on that issue for a minimum of a month. Remember, reinforcing the good behavior is when your dog really learns what you want. Even when your dog is making great choices every time, you need to keep reinforcing those choices for long afterwards. I see this too much in my line of work. Most people will just patch a problem instead of fixing it. Here's the backfire. A dog really learns how to test boundaries when you don't establish and reinforce the rules. Most people just establish the rules and then expect that the dog will always know how to behave. You have to reinforce the rules for the first six months to a year that you have your dog. I had a friend and a training colleague that would say, anything you don't want your dog to do at seven years old Don't let them do it at seven weeks or even seven months old. Sometimes she'd put a twist on it and say, 
If you don't want your dog to do that at 70 pounds, then don't let her do it at seven pounds. It is the truth. Establish the rules, then reinforce those rules for at least three to six months, and then you will start seeing your dog make those choices you want more often. This doesn't mean you have to only work on that one behavior for three to six months before you can start working on a different behavior. This means that you have to establish the rules. Feel confident that you are consistent at praising your dog for making those good choices because you are seeing her make those good choices. You want those choices to see and do more often than having to correct the bad choices. If you still feel like you're correcting the bad choices more often, you definitely need to keep working on that before working on one of the other behaviors. So in summary, Today, we talked about those behaviors that have small parts and many underlying behaviors that need to be addressed. You discovered that you must figure out what you need to work on most, then establish the rules with your dog concerning that one thing. You also learned that once you have established the rules, you must reinforce them for life. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jainer and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog.